Hannah and I, we're still the EPs. We're gonna spend some time today just having a very casual, very unscripted conversation. We think that this would be a good opportunity for our three listeners to get to know us and maybe get a better sense of who's running past the mic. With all of that being said, um, I'm Phoebe. I am one of the EPs. I am a technically senior. I am probably going to have to spend another year in undergrad after this year because I was a transfer student. And my major is sociology with a minor in women and gender studies. And if you're wondering, Hannah, yeah, Hannah's here. Hannah is just letting me ramble. So Hannah, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. Just to reiterate what Phoebe said, this is going to be a very casual conversation just to get to know us a little better. I'm sitting here with my homemade kimchi fries that I made just before this. So yeah, I guess I'll introduce myself. My name is Hannah, as I've already said. I'm also one of the EPs along with Miss Phoebe Kim. I'm a sophomore, pronouns she, her, hers. And I am currently a psych major, though I'm very indecisive. So I'm actually hoping to switch to org studies. Currently, I'm working towards a minor in Spanish and also hopefully a minor in business. But we will see how it goes because both of those require applications. I was just going to say, that's a lot. Like, those are a lot of majors and minors. I had no yeah, idea that you were. It's like one, it, it'll just be like one, one major. Like, I would switch into org studies. So no more psych. Oh, wait, psych is a cool major, though. I know, I know a couple of people in psych. They're cool. Um, and you know what? I always say it's really great to have friends who are all studying different things and whose majors might be useful to me in the long run. For example, I really appreciate having pre-med friends because then I'm just like, I don't need healthcare when I'm older. I'll just ask them to like help me. And you know what, Hannah? That means I can not pay for therapeutic services when I'm older. I'll just go to you and you can diagnose me with stuff, I guess, or- I'm gonna um, not switch to org studies just to keep that in mind. Just wow, so that thank you. See, that's th- those are the kinds of bonds and friendships we form on past the mic. Talking about our own experiences so far in college. So, what was it like? Because we have very different experiences. You were uh, you were not a transfer student. You're also like a couple years younger than me. You also entered college during the pandemic, so. I don't know. I guess just maybe talking about our college experiences, what it's been like so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of younger people who are very curious about what college is like, especially for other people, because I feel like no one really talks about their college experiences with other college students. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. Um, so yeah, I'm only on my third semester out of eight. Um So I feel like it's actually going by fast. Like last year went by pretty fast. Um, Like you said, I started like my COVID year. So like sometimes I like think of myself as like a COVID freshman. So like not like an actual freshman, like a COVID one. Because like, yeah, we were here. But like if someone asked me, people will ask me questions or use like abbreviations for like certain buildings and stuff. And I'll have to look it up. Like I don't know it yet. Like last year, first semester I was on campus. 
and I was able to get like a sense of like where most stuff and like buildings are like I feel like this is gonna be something I remember forever and it was like walking into the diag the first time like this year like back and it was so busy like so much last year that I was like whoa I literally stopped and like stood there I was like (laughs) yeah like this is overwhelming no it was yeah I think that's like the word for it it was overwhelming like I was not expecting it like last year I could walk through the diag and see five or ten people I feel like not even or like a big group just like walk past but like this year it was like everyone was just like going and it was so intense but I like it like I think I like being here so far yeah when you were talking about how crowded the diag can be that's like one thing I actually like about this school <laughs> like the fact that it's so big and that you kind of can I don't know meld in with the crowd I transferred from a historically women's college um Bryn Mawr College if anyone out there knows what that is it's like a liberal arts school very small the entire school is like 1600 students yeah the school is so small you could not avoid people like I'm sorry I'm just not a social person I like to avoid people even if I know them I just won't say hi because I just don't want to um but Bryn Mawr impossible to do that you would see people you know every single day and you just couldn't avoid contact with people Michigan so easy there are so okay not saying that there are a lot of people at the school for me to avoid, but there are a handful and it's very easy for me to avoid them. And I just like never see them. So that that is like one thing that I genuinely enjoy about this school. Yeah, I think like being a big school, I feel like sometimes people think like, oh, you have to be really social and whatever. But I feel like it's like a good, good place for people who don't, I guess people who like to avoid people and people who like don't like to avoid people. Like you can do both, I feel. And like, I think I agree. I like the big school, the having a lot of people, but for like a different reason than like to avoid. But I just like the idea of how like the more people you know, like the smaller the world gets. Because like recently, like this connection was made between two people that like me and someone else knew. And it was, it's just insane. Like, and I love meeting people that like friend of a friend or something. Because then it's like, you have a connection and then you just like realize that they know someone that you would have never thought they know. And then like the world just becomes smaller. And I like that. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah. A sentiment that I've been saying a lot lately and thinking a lot is this school is big until it isn't. Like I know a good handful of kids here because I went to like high school. My high school is like 10 minutes away. And I'm also from Michigan. So if you're from Michigan, if you went to school in Ann Arbor, you kind of know a good amount of people who go to this school, hence why I try to avoid people. Um, but another thing that I wanted to talk about today was like the social life in college, because I feel like a lot of freshmen, not even just freshmen, a lot of college students, loneliness will be something that they encounter in college, maybe for the first time. And it's, and I feel like a lot of people just don't know how to navigate that, or they even feel loneliness with their experience with loneliness. Um, It's strange because I feel like going to a big school, you would think that it would be so much easier to make friends um, because it's so big and you have so many people to choose from. But I've actually found having gone to both like a really tiny liberal arts school and then a really huge public university that I feel like making friends at Michigan has actually been harder in some ways because it is so big. Um, I feel like it's kind of hard to get close to 
a specific group of people or like one person because your social circles, if you're, if the way you socialize is just through like clubs or classes, your social circles are not going to have like the same people. I feel like you then just like become friends with like individuals in like these organizations or classes, but then you don't like form friend groups or something. I don't know. Yeah. And like, because my old school was so small, you just kind of knew everyone. So then you kind of knew who you think you would connect with better. So then I feel like in that way, it was a little bit easier to make friends. Mm -hmm. I think it also probably just depends on the org. Like I know in VSA, like people have like formed friendships like through like the org and like they're still really good friends now. Like I feel like in general, like a lot of like the cultural orgs, like a lot of them like create like a lot of friendships. And like, I guess to touch on the loneliness, I think my COVID year, so like my freshman year, like last year, I don't really think I experienced like loneliness only because like there's already like a limited number of people on campus. So maybe this like does go with like how there's like less people. So like you're not as lonely, I guess. I don't know if that's like an actual like causation correlation thing. But um, I think this year, now that like everyone's back, I feel like the more people I meet, the less close I am to those people, if that makes sense. Like now I feel like I know more people, but I feel like I'm not as like close. Yeah, I think it's just because like in a big school like this, you just tend to have more one, what is it? What is that saying or that term? One-off conversations or one-off interactions where you just interact with them once and then that's kind of it or it's just like brief, very Mm -hmm. surface deep. Um, And it's within, yeah, like a specific context, like, like class or a club. Like I feel like last year, my friendships are definitely more like quality over quantity, just because like there wasn't a large quantity of people to even like become yeah. friends with that like the quality of them was so good. Whereas like this year, like obviously, I, I mean, I feel like there are people who can like maintain a lot of friends and stay like good friends with them. But I feel like for me, it's like hard because like the social batteries is like lower and lower. Oh, 100%. I also think that I don't know. I mean, um, this is just me, but having gone from like isolation, because I took a gap semester too when I started past the mic. Um, so past the mic was like my main priority, my main way of like interacting with people. It was like my past the mic, and then another club I'm in ACLU. Um, and like having gone from pretty much complete social isolation, only being around my parents and not interacting with other people my age, to just suddenly moving onto campus and then attending class like being involved in all of these different things and just constantly being busy now all the time. It is such an abrupt change that I definitely like need, I don't know. I I used to spend so much more time just by myself and doing things for pure pleasure or like things I wanted to do. I don't know. Yeah. Just spending more time by myself, but like at school, because I'm just constantly around people, I just get so much more tired. Mm. Um, I think I'm an introvert. That's why. Yeah, I think a lot of people can agree with the sentiment that like their social batteries just decreased after COVID. I felt like adjusting was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Like I thought like, oh, like last year I was already in person, like first semester, like I can do it. Like I'll be back, whatever. But I feel like I already had to adjust from like COVID end of high school, whatever, to like, to like college, like my experience of college. And then like, And then I had to like adapt and transition into like second semester at home now, like literally pure, like just me, my mom, my dad, and then 
every weekend I would go see my grandma and my cousins. Like, yeah, I remember that. It was so routine for me. Like it was like draining to me, like to do one, like that same routine. Like I never could study from home. I don't think ever again. Like now when I go home, like for the weekend, I can't study because like adjusting to that was so difficult. So I think that was my hardest semester because like the routine killed me. Like that destroyed me. I think like a lot. And then like, now I had to adjust to being actually on campus with a more regular year. Schedule, yeah. And like schedule, like seeing people normal, more regular classes, like going to classes. So I feel like I've just been like spending the past like two years or a year and a half, just like adjusting every half a year to like different like circumstances. And like, now that I say it, like, I've never thought about like, I feel like that's actually so difficult. Like It is. And you know what? College already is really, really hard to adjust to. Trust me, I'm saying this as someone who struggled so much in adjusting to college. Like freshman year when I was at my old school, part of the reason why I transferred out was because I had such a difficult time adjusting. And then adjusting to Michigan was a whole nother thing. I felt like I was a freshman all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with COVID, like, like I just, I mean, yeah, college already is so hard to adjust to. So I just like, can't imagine what it was like for incoming first years who had to like their first couple of years of college have been in the pandemic during the pandemic so yeah it is hard and I feel like not enough people have been recognizing that or naming it like especially with professors like I feel like professors don't talk about that or like the administration obviously has not really recognized that that well but it is difficult it has been difficult no, yeah, I'm, like, glad that we're actually talking about this because, like, I didn't, like, realize it until now, like, how much people, like, my year have probably, like, had to adjust to all these changes. And I think that makes me feel, like, better about myself. Like, I feel like that makes me, like, not feel as hard on myself because I feel like it's, like, a valid reason to, like, just all this adjusting, like, all these changes. Obviously, it's affected everyone, but I feel like my year has been affected a lot by, like, all the changes. I feel like there's been a lot of instances this year, kind of going back to the topic of like loneliness. Last year, I feel like, again, because there was not a lot of people, I could literally, like, I would have people that I could just reach out to and be like, hey, like, let's, do you want to go get dinner? Do you want to go do this? Yeah. This year, there's been like instances already where like, I'm just like on my phone, like thinking, oh, who should I ask? Not in the sense like, oh, there's so many to choose from. But like, just because like, I feel like everyone that I'm friends with has friends that are like better friends with them. Mm. I don't want to like, like have to ask like everyone, if that makes sense. Everyone, I feel like has their own friends that like, sometimes I'm just sitting there like, like, mm, I guess I'll just eat alone. And I hate yeah. eating alone. Hannah, you can wait. text to me. You literally have my number. Like that is how you cultivate relationships with people by reaching out and just asking. Like it's, you know, it's if I understand like that fear, I guess, I don't know if it's a fear, but like that concern of like reaching out and I don't know if it's maybe you fear rejection from like those people or like you just feel like you're bothering them. Um, But don't feel that way, which is so useless of me to say, but like don't because I feel like what a lot of people don't know is that regardless of your age in undergrad, people are always willing to just meet new people. It can be scary to initiate and to initiate, I guess. But I mean, if you're meant to be friends, it'll work out. They'll say yes, you know, like if, if they enjoy your presence and you enjoy theirs, like they'll say yes. No, yeah. I feel like it's just me being like, 
oh, I don't want to bother them, like, if they're busy right now. And, like, a part of it is, like, oh, if they are busy, they're going to say no. And I don't want to have to, like, then ask another person. Like, oh, I, I do that because I'm annoying. <laughs> I do that because I'm actually annoying and I hate being alone. Mm, I feel like, yeah. Actually, sometimes. Like, it depends on what I'm doing, I feel, like, to see if I, like, care about being alone. Like, when I eat, I don't really like eating alone. Like, that's, like, that's, like, being alone and lonely to me. Like, I feel like, like, if I'm, like, doing my work or if I'm, like, doing a certain craft or, like, whatever, like, I can be alone but not be lonely. But, like, when I eat, I feel lonely. I don't know. I think because ever since I've grown up, my family always eats, like, every meal together or, like, I at least always had, like, my sister to eat with or, like, something. So, like, and then, like, even, like, my first year of college, like, I was always eating with, like, my one friend, like, every meal that we would eat together, like, it's just like with someone so not like this year when I eat alone I'm not used to like eating and then like having my phone propped up yeah scrolling like on my phone while I eat like that's just not something I'm used to and I probably am gonna have to get used to it but it's just like weird like I just don't like eating alone it makes me feel very lonely no but in the same vein like I felt that way entering college I think college is when I had to learn how to be comfortable being by myself Mm -hmm. especially in public Something about being perceived alone in public makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. I think maybe it's because I just care about what other people think. I don't know. But I think a lot of college for me has just been learning how to do things by myself, how to take care of myself properly, how to learn how to be comfortable with myself. When we were talking about social battery, something that I thought about was like when you said you were an introvert, I remember taking my Myers-Briggs before COVID happened, like I took it like at the beginning of quarantine, like March or April 2020. And then I remember taking it during like the end of first semester or something like that. And like, I became more introverted. I was like, I'm still like considered an extrovert, but like the split between like extrovert and introvert, I became more like introverted. I think it's because I just forgot how to socialize. Like now I get nervous again. I feel like in high school, I wasn't really nervous to like say hi to people or like meet new people. Like it's a small high school. But um, this year, I found myself, like, getting, ner- like, my heart starts beating when I'm, like, have to introduce myself to, like, someone for the first time. That's huh. so interesting. I feel like, for me, it became the complete opposite. Mm. When I was, um, like, a first, second year in college, my social anxiety was so bad. So I do actually have anxiety, like, a generalized anxiety disorder. Um, and, like, my social anxiety used to be much worse, like... I feel like, weirdly enough, after spending those days in quarantine and lockdown, um, after I got out, I just became way more social. I feel like I've gotten a lot better at, like, interacting with people, holding small talk. I absolutely hate small talk, but I think I'm better at maintaining it now, a little bit better, and, like, being more social, putting myself out there. I think it's because I just remember those days in lockdown when I just thought to myself, I regret not, I don't know, acting on, um, like, in those days in quarantine, I, I just remember regretting succumbing to like my shyness or like my anxiety Mm -hmm. um I don't know maybe that was like poorly phrased because it makes it sound like you have a choice which I don't know to some extent maybe you do but also maybe you don't um it's not something you can really control but yeah I feel like after lockdown I became much more social but it makes me more tired um I don't know what happened though I, I try to think about it what happened and I remember thinking about how to cultivate like confidence 
Because I feel like confidence is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I feel like that's something I used to struggle with a lot. So like in the past couple of years, it's been something that I've been trying particularly hard to focus on. But when I try to think about it, I'm not really sure how, because it's different for everyone. Like there is no one size fits all criteria for how to become like a more confident, more outgoing, less shy, less socially anxious person. I feel like it really depends on the kind of person you are and you kind of have to, I don't know. I think I realized that like when I'm somewhere where there's like a lot of introverts, like my extrovertness comes out. Like I like feel more extroverted when I'm around introverted people. Like, I guess this is specific to just like the one org that I'm in, like, or like, this is like that org is like what me like made me think this, but I felt like, like I would like, crack more jokes and like be more fun and like stuff like that whereas like if I'm like with people who are very like more social more extroverted I become like more introverted like I don't like feed off of their extrovertedness like I feel like some people like when they're with extroverts they like feed off that energy and they like get energized and become extroverted too but I feel like I'm the opposite where like if there's like a lot of people that are social around me I'll like withdraw I guess like into myself whereas like if everyone's like quieter chiller I guess or something I like become like more extroverted yeah no that makes sense um I feel like I'm the same way I wonder if it's like an intimidation thing I think I'm more outgoing around like shyer people because I'm not as intimidated by them but like I'm really intimidated by extroverted people because that's just something I can't pull out of my ass like I'm sorry I cannot fake being really friendly and outgoing like split like are you like close like between the line of like extrovert introvert are you like a lot closer to being an introvert I think I'm more split I think only in like the past year I've become more introverted but Mm -hmm. like generally I think I'm more split so maybe that's what it is maybe like if you were like on the far end of extrovert we'd be like extrovert anywhere Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know how th- these things work. I feel like they're... They're just there to make you feel good. Yeah. Same with the Myers-Briggs. Like, not all of that is t- technically true for everyone. Going back to, like, you know, how can you be more of a confident person? Something that I've found that helps with that is, one, aging. Or no, maybe not aging, because not, not everyone who grows older gets more confident with themselves but I think practicing forgiveness with yourself is a good way to like foster self-confidence because I don't know in order to create the kind of environment where confidence can grow I think you have to be you have to create that kind of environment like a caring environment a forgiving environment like I'm gonna phrase all this so vaguely but whenever or I guess I'll try to specify it to myself whenever I do really embarrassing or really cringy really uncomfortable things (laughs) whenever I get self-conscious or insecure I just have to be very forgiving with myself Mm -hmm. like tell myself that not only does it happen to everyone but does it really matter I don't know I feel like in the long run really embarrassing things that happen to me will not matter in the long run um maybe this is like kind of an irrelevant thing to be putting in this whole thing about because I actually don't even know about like how to 
create confidence, but. No, I feel like it is relevant because I feel like especially like if applied to college, I think like the general like expectation is that like, oh, when you go to college, you're going to meet so many people and they're going to be like the, your friends for the rest of your life. But I feel like that doesn't include or encompass like the people who aren't as like confident enough to like make all those friends that will no you know what I think that's just like what people expect to be the status quo of what college is Mm -hmm. but that is not I don't think that's normal I don't think it's I I don't know maybe I'm just weird (laughs) or like a loner or something but I actually don't think it's normal maybe for your college friends to be your lifelong friends I think that's actually very strange considering like what you're 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 literally like like 18 to 22 when you're an undergrad and you expect me to be I mean I mean I'm I'm hoping I'm meeting people to know them for the long run like I feel like you um, grow apart from people it's not like we're completely done growing and our lives end after college you know what I mean no I definitely think there will be people who like that you'll like stay in contact with for like a long time after college but sometimes I feel like so far college has just felt like I feel like it's just like another high school. Like it's like another. Oh, it is. Like, like it's just another growing period. That's the whole point yeah. of college. I feel like a lot of people expect to get more external things out of college. You get a degree, you get friends, like all of this stuff, all of these external things, but no one expects to develop more internal things. For example, confidence or mm-hmm. like how to be a better person. I don't fucking know. Like mm-hmm. self growth. But I think that's what college is for. I think it is for learning more about yourself, learning how to be with yourself. Because like we said earlier, we were talking about, or at least for me, college is when I started to learn how to be alone mm-hmm. and how to be comfortable with being alone. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of college is just learning more how to develop these like more internal things mm-hmm. and not actually receiving like a lot of these external things. I don't know. I mean, or I think people place way too much emphasis on like external things that you get in college like the degree the friends like the education whatever but not many people come into college with the expectation or hope of like self-growth yeah I feel like it is just like an extension of like high school it is like, and high school was like the same thing like we all like we bond over classes like you yeah know, your classes like you hang out with people outside of your classes you hang out like with people like you know people through like clubs at school and then after that everyone goes off to like their own college like I keep on contact with like a few of my like high school friends still like actually like frequently but like it's only like two or three people like out of like 200 400 people that I met and I feel like college is the same way like we're gonna have all these experiences together but the minute that like we all go off into our own things like the only common experience like common shared experience that we have was like our memories from college, I guess. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, no, that like, makes complete sense. Cause it's like, you'll, you'll all probably be in different places. Yeah. Honestly, post-grad life sounds like it kind of sucks or <laughs> it's like um, difficult just from what I've heard from my post-grad friends. I feel like people, this might sound like pretentious of me or like, I don't know, annoying, but I feel like not enough people entering undergrad question their life path enough the kinds of people who go to college are put on specific life paths that's why they have specific, like certain expectations coming into college that's why college doesn't produce the most thoughtful or like genuinely good people 
because most people who attend college are just focused on getting their degree. They don't really care what kind of person they become. They just want, I mean, most people enter college with the expectation of making money in their future. I don't know. I feel like that's not what life should be about. I understand that that is an important part of life because it is like, I'm not going to not act like money's not important because it is, it does determine how much opportunity or like struggles you might have in the future. But I feel like the two kinds of people I've, and I was talking about this with my friends, maybe this is really assholey of me to say, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think anyone who I would be thinking about or talking about will listen to this podcast, but there are two kinds of people. The first type are like the people who don't actually give a fuck about school or academics. They don't really, they still care about their grades. They still want the good grade, but they mostly focus on their, their social life. So maybe they'll join like Greek life. I don't even know. What do people join to like leverage their social experiences? I don't know. People might party more. They just won't put much of an emphasis on like academics, which is completely fine. Like, I don't think all of college should be about academics, Mm -hmm. but they still won't question the kind of life path they're put on. Like they still have the intention of getting good grades and then getting their degree. And then they don't wonder what kind of impact they'll make on the world. And then the other kind of person I've noticed who like typically attends this school are like the kinds of students who do care a lot about school, who do care a lot about their grades. Um, so they will not really focus that much on their social life, but they'll focus a lot on academics. But they still don't question the kind of life path they're put on um, because their intention is just to like get good grades, get their degree. I feel like people just kind of go through the motions and they don't critically think about like why they're here. Why are you in college? What mm. do you want from this? What kind of people do you, I don't know. I feel like I keep bringing that point up. Like, the, like what kind of person do you want to be? But I just feel like not a lot of people think about that. Mm. And if they do think about it, they don't think about it critically enough to the point where they take action with that. Like once you leave college, you're going to be faced with many more, I feel like, ethical dilemmas. And you'll have to make some de- decisions that might harm others indirectly or directly. Because let's be honest, the kids who attend this school are going to end up being like, what, the top percent of the world? They're going to end up being politicians or like CEOs or I don't fucking know, people in very powerful positions. So what kind of people they become does matter because it might impact other people greatly. So that's what I'm saying. Like people should be encouraged to think more critically about why they're here and maybe be be more focused on what kind of person they become here. Mm -hmm focusing more on like those internal things as opposed to like external things I feel like when you talk about like the internal things I think a part of it too is like thinking about like who I want to be around because I think that in fact so 100% hacks like the kind of person you do become I've noticed like in college all of like the friends now that I like actually like talk to like constantly I don't know if it's bad to say (laughs) none of them are white like oh no that's not bad to say at all like and it's nothing against I feel like me saying that makes it seem like it is against them but it's not like I feel like of course not Hannah okay for reference Hannah and I are both like fucking students of color we're both women of color now for some reason this year I like like have to talk to a white person and I don't know what to talk to them about like I don't know what to relate (laughs) to them about No, but you know what? I think that's completely normal. And I honestly think 
maybe it's just your way of growing. I don't know. I've talked to a lot of students of color and a lot of them talk about how they came from really conservative areas, predominantly white areas, where they were the only student of color in their entire school. I think that's crazy because there are just so many people I've met who have had that shared experience. And I think that's wild. But it is common for like students of color who have been in those situations to come to college, realize that other students of color exist and then like form friendships with them, close friendships. I think that's totally normal. And honestly, that is something I wanted when I went to college. Like when I went off to college, I told myself I would try to be because most of my friends in high school were white. I always felt that there was some sort of disconnect and discomfort whenever I spent time around them because talking about race and identity became important to me. Mm. Um, and like I wanted to talk about that more with other people, but it was so hard to do that with my white friends because they just could not understand. That's yeah. completely normal. That is not bad to say at all. Honestly, I kind of encourage that to be friends with people who look like you, people who can have like a shared experience with you like other students of color no but it just like makes me think because like my friend group in high school like my group or like the people that I got associated with there it was like a good mix of people but it makes me think that like why are like the three people that I got out of it white friends and like like not like why like like I wish they weren't white like kind of thing but more of like a how like Sometimes I, I feel like I don't, like, if I, like, talk to a white person now, I don't know what to relate to them about. Like, I don't know what we could relate about, I feel. Because, like, I think going to college, I did start, like, that's when I started learning more about, like, um, like, I guess, like, race and, like, stuff like that. And so now I'm like, hmm, like, what similarities do we have? Because I feel like there are none now, like, when I see. Um, that makes sense. Let me think. <laughs> Um, like, and I'm sure the they're Seinfeld all- show. <laughs> I actually, what's like something that white people love to watch? Friends, people of color suffer. <laughs> oh yeah, friends. No, yeah, I feel like, yeah, like I feel like, um. Like, there probably are things that we can relate about. Like, we probably do have, like, similar likings and, like, similar dislikings. But I feel like on a, like, like you a said. A deeper like, level, it like, is hard to like, connect. Like, like, yeah. If there are things of, like, race that come up, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, there's no way to, like, for them to actually be able to, like, fully understand. Yeah. That's, that's what I felt and experienced transitioning from high school to college. When I entered my first year of college at my old school, Bryn Mawr, all of my friends were like other students of color. I was not friends with any white people, not because like I specifically sought that out. I did to an extent, but also just because that's just naturally who I connected with the most because a lot of the conversations I tend to have with other people tend to be based around my own reflections on being a Korean American woman. And I only feel comfortable talking about that with other people who have shown me that they can Mm -hmm. relate to and understand that I feel like ever since the summer with like BLM yeah and crimes like all of that like I feel like I can't trust a white person until they they show yeah I feel like no that's completely I'm more like particular of like because in my head like when I meet like a white person in my head I'm thinking like are they actually racist towards me right now? Like, are they like hate criming me in their head? Like, are they like, 
like like are they like thinking really prejudiced thoughts yeah like I'm afraid like I'm like I'm like talking and becoming friends with someone who like is thinking these things I mean I think it's good to be skeptical of white people because the world we live in tends to infantilize white people tends to associate innocence with them all the time whiteness is not an innocent thing it's it's not something that should be infant like white people should not be infantilized i think it is good to be skeptical of white people especially white people who say that you know they're allies white people who say that they care because historically there have been so many white people who have said that but if they actually did care things would be a lot different now maybe this is a really weird example but um in one of my classes we were learning about jfk Mm -hmm. and JFK was one of those white people who seemed like he was an ally to like people of color particularly black Americans um because you know he was president during like the civil rights era when there were like racial justice movements Mm -hmm. JFK would publicly express support but he would just say shit he wouldn't actually do shit behind closed doors and he was the fucking president like how do you (laughs) you have so much power he pretty much just I mean, in the same way that white people capitalize on social movements now, like Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, like white people did that back in the 60s. So it's like you should be skeptical because there is like a legacy of white people pretending to be good allies, but then actually not doing anything. They're all they're all talk, but not enough walk. Is that the saying? (laughs) (laughs) Like they'll all say they'll all say stuff. They'll all tell you about how they read theory. They'll flex their knowledge from all the books they read. But then when it comes to actual praxis, what are they doing? Mm. I remember like when I first started thinking about this, I was like, is this an ignorance? Like is bliss instance? Like like, for like the hottest second, I know I thought like, like I wish I didn't know these things because I like, I'm used to want white validation and like, Mm. Like, I would like like or, like I would feel more validated I guess which is I'm like glad I realize it now and then I was like no like I'm like glad this isn't like an ignorance is bliss moment because like like while I do like hate that I have to think like are they being prejudiced towards me in their head right now like do they actually like hate me just because I'm Asian I feel like it can help me like weed out I guess like like if they really are about a lot more than I thought we spent like quite a bit of time talking about like loneliness in school so I would say this was a pretty hopefully fruitful conversation for the both of us and for whoever is listening I feel like these aren't thoughts that like are just exclusive to us they're definitely not and I didn't know that until I started to open up and talk to other college students about this stuff normally our episodes are scripted but this week's episode is not scripted so i don't really know how to end this um thank you everyone for listening i hope that this was a podcast the type where you can just listen to yeah maybe while you're doing dishes driving your car petting your dog like even if it's not actively listening i hope everyone enjoyed this episode thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on past the the